Welcome today to everybody and I'll just pray before I start speaking on today's subject. Lord, thank you that this day we're found in your presence and I ask that through the things that I share here that your Holy Spirit would <clears throat> just cause those things you want everyone to hear, Lord, to take root and grow in their lives. And I pray, Lord, anything I say that's of me would just fall to the ground and uh, come to nothing. So, Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory and ask that you would just take over right now. And we hand the meeting over to you, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, today, what's been on my heart to share for a wee while now, but especially as we're moving into the latter part of this year, and I think it's also something that has been missing um, in the body of Christ just generally for quite a while. And you can see that when you look at things that are happening in the different nations. And what I'm talking about is the spiritual gift of discerning of spirits. And it's a discerning of spirits of both good and evil, not just seeing demons behind every bush, which is sometimes what people think it's about. And I'll also quickly share that we're not talking about human discernment. We're not talking about people making a judgment based purely in knowledge. Uh, because the trouble with that is that it's purely based in the realm of uh, the physical. And a lot of times, people who are not saved, not born again, can be very discerning. And they can use the information that they have um, amassed, maybe over decades, and they can actually use that information and, and use it wisely to guide people. But the thing about it is, especially if they're not born again, but even if they are, I would say that purely head knowledge, um, it tells us in 1 Corinthians 8, verse 1, the King James, just to quote it, now as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifies. So there, it's talking about idols, Idols are just basically something that someone has in their life that comes between them and their 100% worship to the Lord Jesus Christ. And a lot of people tend to think it's only satanic worship, really severe, extreme things. It can be anything that comes between us and the Lord. And sometimes it can be what are good things. Um, and there's nothing wrong with knowledge. The Lord tells us to study the word, to show ourselves approved. That is very important because what puts people off 
Moving in the power of the Holy Spirit, more than anything, I think, is someone that everybody knows a person like this, who is just flaky. They just appear to be off in this wee world somewhere, doing things that folk are going, what? And they cannot back up what they're doing from the word of God. It's like they get a feeling and they run with it, or they get an impression in their mind and they run with it, and they don't do what we're told to do with all spiritual gifts, especially uh, words of knowledge, prophecy, things like that, where you're speaking into someone's personal life. You're to test things, not just receive everything from someone because they stand on their credentials, which may be you know, long and, and very impressive, Test everything. Test what I'm saying today. Always do that. Because deception is one of the key things that's going on today in the world. That and a spirit of fear. So the thing about deception is that those who are deceived rarely think they are. And that is a problem. So... What I hope to explain by the end of this, just obviously scratching the surface, is, well, what is the gift, spiritual gift of discerning of spirits of good and evil, and can I operate in this myself? So, the gift of discerning of spirits of good and evil is a powerful spiritual tool and it's from the Holy Spirit. So that's what sets it apart from this, uh, what I've said about purely uh, a human type of discernment. Um, so this is from the Holy Spirit and it's also a powerful weapon. It's a powerful weapon, especially in times of like spiritual warfare, like what we're seeing just now, and I know we focus on decreeing, absolutely, from a position of power. But there are times where we are in spiritual warfare, getting hit left, right and centre. And then we do need to know what's coming against us. And that's when this can be used to great effect to protect us and not lead us astray. So this gift can quickly expose what the spirit is behind the words, the actions of somebody who appears very, uh, their speech is very compelling. On the surface, they can appear as an angel of light. And it can be very difficult to tell just using your mind and your, your experience. And this is where this gift comes in. And it allows you to discern atmospheres as well. And I'll briefly run through what it will show you if you're operating in this. So, we know that from 1 Corinthians 12, verses 11, uh, 7 to 11, it talks about <clears throat> the discerning of spirits as a specific spiritual gift of the Holy Spirit. And... There are some Christian believers who are baptised in the Holy Spirit and they're definitely operating uh, 
in a stronger capacity, if you like, in this gift in other people. And that's because, like with all of the gifts, I believe, the more you actually practice them, the stronger they become. It's like, you know, things on earth, the more you practice, if you're a musician, the better you become. And that's the same with this gift. So others may disagree with me, but I believe that the gifts of the Spirit, uh, the specific nine ones, and there are other things too, but the nine ones that it speaks of in 1 Corinthians 12, I believe that the Holy Spirit is more than willing to give them to people who want them. And I believe that we need to want them. We need to have the desire for them. Um, because, uh, and this is something else I'll touch on briefly, people who are born again, but they haven't received the fullness of the power of God, what we call the baptism in the Holy Spirit, that brings an additional power of the Holy Spirit with it that is different from somebody who is born again, they truly love the Lord, and they are following Jesus. And they do have a spiritual discernment too, but it's limited because that's just the starting point. And the Lord, with these gifts, wants to take us into what is the kingdom of God. Because a lot of people who are born again, operating on earth just now, haven't a clue about the kingdom of God. And it is very important that people operate out of that belief um, in these days. And it will change how you view things and also how much you are able in the power of God to stand against the deception and that fear that's everywhere. So just to recap, Discerning of spirits of good and evil. It's not human or carnal suspicion. That is not what this is about. Um, because that, that is another thing. Uh, people, right, let's talk about psychology, which I've got a background in, you know. Um, loads of different studies over the years. And they've all been done in social psychology on... And, and it's given us this database of knowing how people form first impressions about other people. And they do it very quickly, in seconds. And before even <laughs> we have a chance to shake hands or speak with the person we're encountering, that instant they see you, somebody is making a judgment about you. And that is all sorts of other things. But that is not what we're talking about because when people do that, they jump to conclusions. And a lot of the time, I would say most of the time, first impressions are not always accurate. Um, and so they jump to wrong conclusions. And this is also what happens in the church. Um, people jump to wrong conclusions, especially about the gifts of the Spirit, especially about the Kingdom of God. And so we need to have a caveat that this, the operating in the, the gift of discerning of spirits of good and evil, and I emphasise that when I talk about it, 
um, is not about being suspicious of your brother or sister in Christ, right? Because that is something I get accused of quite a lot. As if I'm doing ad hominem attacks on people. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the time, what the Lord shows me is something that's based on His word and the truth, which doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, but people uh, take things personally, mm-hmm. and that's how they come back at you personally. Mm-hmm. But it's not about <clears throat> that. Mm-hmm. So, who in the Bible was suspicious? Who was a Christian? Well, not a Christian, but is in the Bible. Well, King Saul, he was very suspicious of David because he imagined all all sorts of false things he'd heard about him. And the reason was he was jealous, jealous of David. And a lot of times jealousy will color what you think about somebody. And people can say they're operating in a spirit of discerning when in actual fact it's it's them. It's actually their heart that needs to change. It colours what they think. So that still happens, mm-hmm. even in the body of Christ. So somebody can imagine all sorts of things and it can lead them astray. doesn't mean it's the truth. So this is a very, very important uh, gift so that we do not just become suspicious of people uh, because they don't agree with us. And... So this discerning of spirits can definitely warn us about the presence and influence of evil spirits around us, but it can also cause us to see the error in various teachings and doctrines, mm-hmm. and doctrines of many especially that are contrary, contrary to the word of God. So. I'll briefly explain what happened to me with this gift because it's something that has caused me a lot of uh, persecution and that's what what can happen because people don't understand what's going on um, a lot of the time. So, true spiritual discernment. Mm -hmm. You need to be very careful and check your own heart that you're not operating out of a spirit of fear when you're serving the Lord. That's a red flag. Mm. If you've got a stronghold, because that's what it can be, of fear, you need to get rid of it before you start to operate in any revelation gifts. And um, that's just the basics before you even start operating the gift of discerning of spirits. So then the actual gift will allow you when you, you desire it, you ask the Holy Spirit for it. And when it comes, it can, it grows, it, it becomes uh, stronger as time goes by. Um, it's a gift I've operated in. I didn't choose it. I actually didn't know what it was for about a two-year two period. And it was 1986. Um, and I started to operate in the gift of discerning of spirits and I just thought everybody did (laughs) and I was in for a shock and um, but since then the Lord showed me a a lot more things about it, uh, details of it and uh, how to operate properly in it 
and also testing what you're seeing and hearing. That's still paramount, even with the gift. So how can you know <laughs> if you've got the gift of discerning of spirits if you're not sure? Well, I'll, I'll share a few signs uh, that I've experienced over the years and obviously from God's word. Because if it's not in there, we don't want it. <laughs> so my own observations and experiences spanning almost 40 years now of this gift, um, what does it look like in operation? Well, it's like having your spiritual senses heightened, yeah. multiplied, um, and the way I try and explain it is, we might know somebody who, um, you know, kids on the spectrum, this happens. They can be very, very sensitive with their senses, their human senses. They can hear things that most folk can't. They can smell things, see things. They can have this sensitivity in their physical senses. And, you know, they can say, I smell gas, you know, something like that. And folk are like, no, there isn't that in here. And um, often they're right, because they're very, very sensitive. And um, it's the same with this gift of discerning of spirits. It's someone being very, very sensitive to spiritual atmospheres and what is the motive for someone saying something to you. That, I mean, that comes over the years. You actually uh, can speak with someone and they're saying one thing and you see what's really going on. Their heart, because it's the Holy Spirit. And um, so your spiritual senses are heightened. Um, and often people who don't know about this, because it's not really taught a lot, can think they're just being suspicious. And they can just, you know, actually pray for the Lord to forgive them. <laughs> and they don't know they're operating maybe at the very beginning of this gift of discerning of spirits. So um, it's a bit like the movie we've probably all seen, They Live, where the guy puts the glasses on and he sees them all walking about. And, uh, you know, in a, a parody, if you like, uh, of that. It's been a sort of reflection in the last 18 months for people who can see. Um, so, you might not identify with everything I'm going to say, even if you do have this gift, because it is a progressive thing, just like, you know, in our walk with Christ. We have it all when we come to Christ, the fullness of it, but actually you know, operating, walking in that is a process. And um, until he comes back or calls us home, it goes on. And, um, but here very quickly, seven quick examples, and then you can decide for yourself if you have been operating in this gift or if you want to. <laughs> and um, so seven examples. The first one is, you really want it. There's no point in asking for this if you don't want it. And I would say that 
be prepared for people to challenge you at every point if you are operating in this gift because if they don't see it, you're clearly wrong. And that's really common. And at the beginning, I used to argue the toss and get scriptures and, be deb and say, I'll debate you publicly, the lot. And then, you know, the Lord was saying, don't cast your pearl before swine. I'm not being de derogatory, but it's like you've only so many hours in the day. And you need to move on to people who do want to hear you and know what you're talking about. So uh, if you're wanting it, and want that heightened awareness, because it also gives you a heightened awareness of God's presence and his anointing, his power. There's a lot of positives, it's not all negatives. And so if that's what you're having, then that's a sign that you may be operating in it in a very sort of basic level, or you want it. And the Lord will give you that, I believe he will. And so, you become more sensitive to spiritual atmospheres than other people. And um, another thing that does put people off at the beginning, and this happened to me in the first year or two, for some reason, you know, you can be affected adversely, because obviously the enemy does not want you to operate in this gift. At the beginning, um, there can be presence of demonic activity <laughs> all around you and you start to see it. And um, that is just because it's there. You know, while we're here, you know, in parallel, there is a spiritual realm and we just don't see it normally. But you start to see it. And, you know, maybe there is a devil behind every bush, you know, the way things are going. But it's like people can, the, the problem with that is, not that it's not accurate, but just people focus only on the dark side. And that's what also gives us a bad name. Um, because it's not about that primarily. It's about the glory and the presence of God. That is what it's about. And um, so in the Bible, you can go and read in Genesis 32, verses 1 and 2, where Jacob came across a group of angels, and um, it talks about this uh, dual reality of the physical and the spiritual and discerning what's going on. So Jacob, you know, realised that in that passage there. So, uh, as I say, many people don't see and hear this, so... Another thing that's very important, somebody who's developing a gift in this area needs to have someone that they can be accountable to. A lot of people in the body of Christ are running about saying they've got this prophetic word, that word of knowledge, this word for direction for someone's life that they've never heard of before ever. And they're speaking maybe with their own authority if they're confident people. And that's why we have to test it and also Who's that person going to, to, you know, share this with, generally speaking, their gift? And if it isn't anybody and they're just like a sort of renegade, be careful. So, I mean, leaders are put there for a reason because usually, hopefully, they've gone before and, you know, they have wisdom, they have knowledge, absolutely, but they also operate in the spiritual gifts and they're not easily deceived. Hopefully, everyone can be deceived. 
that absolutely. But you know, you need somebody who's gone ahead of you in whatever it is that you're growing in. And if you don't have that person in your life, seek them out. So another thing is unusual signs. <laughs> um, it's not uncommon for somebody who has this gift to have unusual manifestations um, happen to them that others are not aware of. And yeah, it can just make them look plain mad, you know, at times. If they're seeing something in a vision or whatever, and they're starting to interact with this and nobody else is, well, if they were maturing in the gift, they, they would actually think, well, is this the place and the time to go this way? Or is it right, I've clocked that, this is for prayer at a later time. So it's all about encouraging and edifying and building up the body of Christ. And does it do that? It should do. And if it isn't, test the spirits. And I don't mean somebody who is pulling someone up for something they're saying that isn't true. Because a lot of people say, that's not loving. No, that is very loving. So they just don't discern that <laughs> very well. Also, a thing I found is people who operate in this gift usually had signs of it in childhood or mm. even before they were saved. Mm. And, you know, every gift can be misused, but God can redeem it. Yeah. And um, often children are very sensitive before it's uh, taught out of them. And um, so people can have that when they're a child and then as they become older, it's uh, squashed in them. And then as they come to the Lord, boom, it's back. <laughs> and uh, so that's something else that can happen to people. And also, I know a lot of Christians who operate in the gift of discerning of spirits, and they are very accurate, um, and they, they're growing in this gift. And a lot of these people have come into the body of Christ at a later date and they've been quite, you know, deeply some of them involved in New Age, even witchcraft, you know, the counterfeits. And God redeems a gift when they come to Christ. I really believe that God will, that basic um, way they see things, you know, God will redeem it and use it for his glory. But that's another reason that people just know they won't listen to some, oh, they were involved in the occult, they were involved in the new age. Well, absolutely. And God, that doesn't worry him. And in actual fact, people who come from that area have got a lot to share on discerning of spirits of good and evil. So it also gives you the ability, as I've said, to know what lies behind a person's words or actions at a personal level. Gives you the ability to see behind what they're saying, what they're presenting to you that may sound very good. And you just know whether they're telling the truth or not. And you also uh, notice if somebody's manifesting a demonic spirit. Um, I don't think it's people focus on this too much. It's just that it's all around. And if you are, amount of times I had it walking down like Sucky Hall Street, mind my own business, 
And then someone would just turn immediately manifest because they see what we carry. Look, Christians don't. They see the light of God going out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all around us. <laughs> they see it. Most Christians sadly don't um, because it's, not, it's been suppressed. Who would like to suppress that the most? And unfortunately, that is still the case. But so another thing is that when a prophetic message is being given, then if there's people in the audience moving in this gift, then they should be able to tell, and this is the positive side of it, if it is the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and the anointing is on the word or not. Um, and if it isn't, then they would discern that that's coming from that speaker's own heart. Yeah. And it's not anointed. It doesn't have the fire of God on it. Mm. And, but without being too harsh, I mean, everybody has to learn as they first move in the gifts. And people, you know, make mistakes. They don't mean to. And instead of actually just squashing them, which is what happens to a lot of people, if there's someone there who is mature in the gift, we can encourage those people because everybody makes a mistake. Mm. Now and again, everybody. Uh, not everyone has complete discernment of everything except the Lord. So, you know, and, and we can look at that. 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 to 21. 1 Corinthians 13, 9 and 10. So this is really important, this uh, last way of knowing. It's about confirmation of the gift by others and also by mature leaders in the body of Christ. So some people here might have had this gift confirmed through a prophecy, word of knowledge. They've been standing in a line and uh, a service and some visiting prophet or whatever has said to them, you operate in this gift or whatever. That can happen, but it's not always that that happens. It can be through just talking to people in the body of Christ and in conversation, somebody comes up and says, oh yeah, I see that operating in you because usually there's fruits of it. Um, people will start to see who operates in this gift because they'll be saying things and that will turn out to be the case. So, the bottom line of the presence of any gift, not just this one, but the bottom line is that it should be identified and acknowledged by others mm -hmm. in the church, especially a leader, especially hopefully your leader. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not always the case, I know. But it's to help build up the church and bring people closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. So. We should be encouraging people who are operating in this, even at a very basic level. So that
that's just a brief overview of the gift, how it operates, whether you can see those things in you. And I believe that we really do need this in the days that we're now living in, the end of 2021. And a lot of people, another thing I would say, if you have been operating in this gift and you're not sure, and then it dawns on you that you have it, most people at the beginning say to the Lord, I, made, I don't want this, I made a mistake. I do not want this gift <laughs> because it brings persecution. And if you want a reputation, don't operate in the gift of discerning of spirits of good and evil because it'll trash it, trash it. And so, yeah, there's not all that many people who understand, even when you try to explain I mean, I was so sensitive to atmospheres and people, I could, you know, spot a demonic spirit at <laughs> 10 paces. Um, and a lot of people couldn't. And so it was like, what is happening, Lord? Confusion. You know, the enemy will bring everything in to shut it down because uh, it's going to expose him. So... Over the years, I've learned that this is not just a good gift, but it's a glorious one because it does show you that the light pierces the darkness and the darkness has never and never will put it out. And that is what is great when you can focus on the glory of God. You'll see the glory cloud. You'll see the, the glory of the Lord. And not just in church, this gift operates mostly out there. And uh, there was a, anybody that's old as me will remember back in the 80s that there was a couple of books Frank Peretti wrote and it was this present darkness, piercing the darkness, and it was a fiction, but they were good for explaining some of this. And um, so I would say if you're distressed about the things that are going on today, uh, by current events and you're finding it difficult to see what's happening and follow it, ask the Lord for this gift. Ask the Lord to touch your eyes so that, like in 2 Kings 6, verse 17, as Elisha said to his servant, who was getting all distressed, Lord, open his eyes. And at that moment, he saw the angelic army. And that is a gift of discerning of spirits operating. Instead of seeing the enemy's army arrayed all around, he saw the Lord's army. Far more with us than there are with them. And that's the truth today. So bring this gift and you know your ability to perceive in the spirit to the Lord. And ask him, if you're not too happy about seeing the other side, ask him to first start showing you his presence, his anointing, his glory. Ask him to show you his angels. Because that is also what happens with this gift. And you can start to see angels. And you can also discern their presence spiritually if you don't actually see them in an open vision or a closed vision. Don't settle for any less than the fullness of this gift because it is from God and it's available to you for the glory of God.
always, for taking down the enemy to root up, pull down and destroy and to build up yourself and those around you in the body of Christ and to discern spiritually what is happening and to move with the Lord, whatever way he's going, you want to be on that narrow path. It's a narrow path, but it's a glorious path. And so I hope this has encouraged you to ask the Lord to help you with this if you have been wondering if you're operating in this or not. And I would say it's essential. You must have that fullness, the baptism in the Holy Spirit to operate in this gift. If you're born again and that is it, I'm sorry, but what I've just said does not apply because you need to have this fullness of the power of God that so many Christians deny and it's denying the Holy Spirit. And it's because of doctrine of demons that's come into the church. So I hope that blessed you. And it's an adventure when you operate in this gift. You start to see things that, like the guy in the film, they live. <laughs> but you see the glory and the presence of God in the midst of the darkness. So let's arise and shine. Because the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.